in the book Network Propaganda, authors Benkler, Ferris, and Roberts argue that a comprehensive understanding of what happened in the 2016 U.S. presidential election has yet to be established due to what they term an epistemic crisis. The authors assert that the fascination with technology and the novel in the literature on manipulative communication locates the problem in the wrong domain. They argue that the problem is not one of technology, but one of propaganda and how it is spread across a technology-enabled multimodal network. Placing the problem in the wrong domain is a result of how we conceptualize manipulative communication, and consequently, there is a lack of an overarching paradigm for its study. In a two-part series, we discuss the problem in the study of manipulative communication and propose a solution by advancing propaganda as a critical paradigm and present a formal theory of propaganda. So join me now in the Propaganda Universe. Before starting in on our discussion of propaganda as the critical paradigm, we first need to talk about what is meant by a paradigm and how it is used to create knowledge. The creation of knowledge is a matter of epistemology. Epistemology is concerned with how we create knowledge and consists of methods and processes for establishing how we know what we know. The use of a paradigm or framework is an important epistemic method in the creation of knowledge about a given phenomenon. A theory is a type of framework that is a description on how something works. It provides an explanation of what factors bring about certain results and are used in most fields of study. A key step in the study of a phenomenon is to select a theory that directly relates to that phenomenon and supports the research goal. Using a theory provides a researcher with a guide for research design, data collection, and analysis, which then leads to research conclusions that enhances our knowledge. Misapplication of a theory or mismatch between theory and a phenomenon leads to questionable research outcomes. As well, if theoretical development is weak or non-existent, our ability to understand a phenomenon is likewise adversely affected. In the case of propaganda, its use as a paradigm for the study of manipulative communication has suffered from weak theoretical development due to a number of reasons. Chief among the reasons is propaganda's definitional issues, which we discussed in a previous episode of Propaganda Universe. One major reason for propaganda's definitional issues was the multifaceted and complex nature of propaganda itself. Propaganda consists of a diverse set of interconnected components that cut across a number of different fields of study. This requires an interdisciplinary approach to the study of propaganda. Unfortunately, this poses a challenge to the current system of knowledge creation as researchers tend to be biased towards 
viewing a phenomenon through the lens of the research community that they associate with. They are also incentivized to advance knowledge in their own field as opposed to working in an interdisciplinary area. For instance, sociologists will think of manipulative communication in terms of their sociology field, as will psychologists through their respective field. Not only has this dynamic led to unsatisfactory definitions, but it also negatively affects the development of theory as researchers will either use or develop theory within the confines of their primary field of expertise. Another major factor was identified by Jacques Ellul with his assertion that propaganda is a secret action. The production of propaganda is something that needs to be kept secret as exposure to the general public of its use and internal workings would compromise its effectiveness. Because of the secrecy that surrounds propaganda, external observation of its processes and how it functions is denied to researchers. Researchers can only collect data from sources they have access to, so they base their research on what is observable, which is the output of propaganda. Our understanding of propaganda is therefore biased towards thinking of it in terms of either technology or techniques as this is what can be observed. This accounts for the profusion of works whose titles feature technology-related terms such as cyber, social media, or computational. Works that frame manipulative communication as being a technique feature terms such as disinformation, fake news, or active measures. In application, propaganda is more than either the mediums or techniques used in its dissemination. While mediums and techniques used for the transmission of propaganda are important components, there are other components that need to be taken into account, such as its management, production, organization, funding, dissemination, and how it all comes together. It is most important, however, to understand the larger purpose towards which these various components are being applied and who is benefiting from its use. By focusing on the parts and not the whole, we fail to construct a comprehensive, holistic, and functional definition of propaganda that gives us a more complete picture of how it works. The lack of a sound theoretical foundation is directly related to propaganda's definitional issues. Because of this, the meaning of propaganda has been shaped to reflect the goals of researchers, scholars, and journalists. This is one reason why scholarship is so fragmented with respect to manipulative communication, which has in turn hindered its study. The book Network Propaganda provides an example of how definitional issues have affected manipulative communication theory and frameworks. In the book, the authors Bankler, Ferris, and Roberts 
assert that the term propaganda was appropriated by influential media scholars for the critical study or Marxist perspective concerning the dynamic between corporate media, capitalism, and government. Because the meaning of propaganda had been bound to this particular use case, Benkler, Ferris, and Roberts claim that it was effectively removed from the theories available for the more general study of the intentional manipulation of public opinion. As the goal of propaganda universe is to enhance the understanding of manipulative communication, advancing propaganda as a critical paradigm for its study is a top priority. The first step was to fix a functional definition of propaganda that was related to and that could lead us towards the development of a solid theoretical foundation. In the last episode of Propaganda Universe, we articulated this definition, so please check out this episode if you haven't already. Restating this definition here, it reads, an intentional attempt to exercise power through an act of communication to produce an action or an action that benefits the user. Having now established a functional definition, we can now move on to discuss the development of a formal theory of propaganda, which is the topic of the next episode. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and that you'll join me in the next where we will be constructing a formal theory of propaganda. If you'd like to download and listen to a podcast version of this channel's videos, they are available through most of the podcast directories such as on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, and Podcast Index. Or you can visit either the Propaganda Universe's Buzzsprout page or main website through the links located in the video description. And as always, please remember to like, subscribe, and share this video. By sharing the videos from this channel, you are making a valuable contribution towards helping fellow citizens avoid the negative effects of manipulative communication and propaganda. Another way to contribute is to join Propaganda Universe's Patreon community of supporters or by making a contribution through PayPal in the links also found in the description. I hope to see you again for the next episode, and thank you so much for joining me in the Propaganda Universe.